sent him a text and I said, um, really proud of the hard work that you're putting in. And he's like, you made me this way. Welcome to Food on the Table, a podcast that brings you behind the scenes to meet the people who drive the food industry and keep our communities fed. From restaurant owners to food critics, food tech entrepreneurs to hunger relief nonprofits, these are the stories of those who are working hard to put more food on the table for all. This is Andrew Glantz, founder of Gift a Meal, and I'm excited to be joined today by David Kirkland, owner of Turn Restaurant in St. Louis. David, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And so just to start off, beginning with your backgrounds, can you share a little bit about how you got started in the restaurant industry? Yeah, I mean, it's post-college, you know, I worked in restaurants to get through college. And then once I was out, I started working at Catering St. Louis in the early 90s. And that's kind of where I learned how to like, I started as a prep cook there. I went on to work at the St. Louis Art Museum, which at the time was being run by Catering St. Louis. And I learned so much about being a line cook, a prep cook, and kind of being a line lead. And so that got me to work in other restaurants like Frazier's Brown Bag at the time, which is now just Frazier's and a bunch of restaurants around St. Louis City. And then what led you to Open Turn? I had not cooked for a long time. Um, I moved to California and DJ there, worked retail management for a long time. I moved back here. My wife's boss, her friend, knew of someone that was opening a restaurant in the Central West End. And I hadn't thought about it. And I had been catering small things for some friends, but nothing like real business-like. Then I found out that John McFeeders, who just recently passed away this last weekend, um, kind of bummed out to hear about that. Such yeah. a good guy. Without me working at Cafe Sage, I probably wouldn't be opening my own restaurant right now. For sure, I interviewed with John and... He gave me the opportunity to open a restaurant for them in 2008. Um, I started working with them in 2007. And I was at Cafe Osage for almost 10 years. I left there in March of 2016 to start working on Turn. Yeah, and why the name Turn? And tell us a little bit about the type of food and everything as well. Um, my food is, I guess, eclectic, like American-style food. It, it, it's, uh, it touches on southern roots for my family touches on my time in california we try to cook as local and sustainable as possible and we try to make sure that everyone's dietary needs are taken care of as far as like gluten-free or allergy-free and you know you may not see it on the menu but if you talk to our server they can relay it to my staff and we can make everything work out for them as far as your dietary needs um, i do use some farmers. Um, we have the benefit of having Urban Harvest on the rooftop in our building, and they are a good connection for local produce that we use. I mean, as local as you can get in the building. Yeah. And I use Ozark Forest mushrooms and, you know, just anyone I can use to just make a good product. And, and that's pretty much what our style is at the restaurant. Uh, the name Turn came from as 
I said before, I was a DJ in the Bay Area and I've always loved music. So turn has so many different meanings for me. And when people come to the restaurant too, because they'll see the record wall. And I'm like, oh, that turns about music and DJing, and which is true. But it's also about turning the season. It's also like turning tables. Everything revolves around turn and there's that revolve again, like a record. So all things lead back to music and food and family for me. That's awesome. I like the kind of triple meaning of turn and everything as well. And you were talking a little bit about the ingredients that you're sourcing with a lot being local. What are your favorite ingredients to play around with in the kitchen when you're creating new recipes? Like what gets you really excited? I mean, I love like watermelon radishes because they're so like different. It's a mild radish when they're small and can be a little spicy when they're bigger. And those are fun to work with. I love working with like, um, Right now, there's broccoli and broccoli leaf coming off the roof right now. And just using that in different, right now we're using it in a, in a baked egg dish for brunch. And it just turns out so pretty. It's like using what's coming out of the ground. And it challenges me to like think of my feet and think of ways to use it that are familiar to like the general public but also a little bit of a change. So they're like, oh, that's a different take on it. You know, we use tarragon in our biscuits right now. And I don't know if anyone thinks about putting tarragon in a biscuit. So those, those little things that we do to kind of change things up. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things at Turn is the biscuit flight. And with you guys always changing it up and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's really cool to see the new innovations that you have with the menu all the time. Yes. Uh, awesome. Uh, and so then... With the COVID-19 pandemic, what was it like for you in the very initial stages of this? Like, when did you realize the severity of it? And what was it like going through that until you guys reopened? We were actually, it was March 12th, maybe. We were in Kansas City visiting some friends. And, you know, we tried to go to the grocery store to buy food for dinner. And then we realized that the shelves were empty. And like, wow, this is really hitting. And this is Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, um, but they live in Kansas City, Kansas. So on both sides of the state line, the grocery stores were empty at that time. It was really weird because it's kind of a shock to us. We weren't; it wasn't really in St. Louis. But as the weekend progressed, we found out, you know, through Sam Page and Lyda Cruzan, they're starting these guidelines for CDC, and we're potentially about to close down restaurants. We would find out the following Monday, and. As I was sitting, like trying to figure it out, I started calling on my restaurant friends and seeing what they were gonna do. And we were all like kind of on the same page. Like, even if they don't tell us that we have to close down, we're we're all gonna close down just for the safety of it all. And I felt really good about as the restaurant community as a whole, as at least my core of restaurant friends, we reached out to each other and we supported each other and you know, and said, you know, you're making a good decision. And, you know, then like other restaurant group friends were posting on Facebook and everybody really was like, it's all about the public and how we're going to protect the public, even though restaurants main business is customers, right? And without customers, you're not generating income. So that was the hardest thing to do. The second hardest thing to do was to lay off my staff that following weekend. Um, for me, because we also are a catering business, it was really difficult to think about how to figure out weddings are coming up in the springtime, the staffing for any of that. But 
a lot of my staff were SLU students or students in general. And so a lot of them just went home. So that was an easier burden for Atlanta people because they just couldn't be here anyway. So it didn't right. really affect them, but all my core, like 40 hour a week people, it was really hard to lay them off, you know, um, and just think about, so then we had to like reevaluate what it meant because everyone was like, are you going to do curbside? And I'm like, I don't really want anyone to do curbside eggs, <laughs> you know, like, cause you know, with an egg and when it's cooked, you want it to be fresh and you want the yolk to like run if it's a over easy egg. And, you know, I'm so grateful to the people who are ordering curbside breakfast now because it generates revenue for us. And, you know, I'm going to try and make that dish as fresh as they can so they can get it home and enjoy it. But eggs are, eggs are iffy <laughs> when you cook them and they start to go. Yeah. Um, so we had to think about what made sense. And fortunately for us, because we were already doing kind of like meal kits for some doctors that I cater to weekly, um, we decided just to create a package where people could take food to their home, prepare it like we would par cook it. So then all they have to do is reheat it. So then it maintained its freshness. And we offered like, you know, a, a fish protein and chicken protein and, and sometimes a beef protein or pork, um, a salad and each meal kit package served two, for two people. So that helped sustain us through that 12 weeks of not knowing what was going on. And then as soon as we could get in the business of reopening our building, because also the Cranesburg Arts Foundation building where we're located was closed as well. So we we're just trying to figure out, you know, from, from their end too, like what made the most sense as far as the building reopening and what kind of traffic was going through the building. And they've been completely awesome and, and, printed up signage for us and making sure that, you know, points of egress and exit are are noted. And the, the first floor bathroom is used mostly for the restaurant. Um, everyone that's coming in through their side of the building is getting temperature checks. So I think we've all been great partners because this is the only way you can be in this silly situation. Right. Um, but, you know, now that we're reopened, we've, we've gotten some good dine-in service. I mean, our capacity is 18 people <laughs> yikes for 25 percent you know um but the online um, business has been really good and the people have come in have been great you know and they're taking care of the servers because they know the servers are having a hard time mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just so like happy with how like everyone is supporting each other during COVID. yeah and with some of those partially cooked meal kits that you were doing before are those going to be continuing now or are you just switching yeah we are no, we're still doing it. People, it's not as many as it were before, like, but we still had a good amount of orders. So what happens is you put in your order, we'll post it on our social media. Mm -hmm. We also have a group that we email to, and then you have a touchless transaction. We get your credit card information, we bring it up to your car, and there's heating, reheating instructions, and a little thank you note from us because we appreciate everybody that reaches out to us. That's terrific. Well, uh, I guess with everything going on outside of the pandemic, with George Floyd and the protests, as a black restaurant owner, what has the response of the community been lately for Turn, and what's it just been like for you personally? Um, I'll start with the personal part. Um, yeah, you know, like civil rights movement for me is—it seems far away for a long, a lot of people, and a lot of people say that it was a long time ago, which is not true because 
my mother marched in the civil rights movement and that's just one generation away from me mm-hmm. so seeing all this as a black man like i've always taught my son how to react in in public settings like unfortunately you know you have to be taught how to act a certain way to live you know and that's unfortunate but it's the real sense of it all and um he has been amazingly great in the protests he's leading protests he's like his voice is all harsh and sore from yelling so loud (laughs) and it makes me very very proud you know people are I keep getting like videos from Instagram of people streaming him in the league, like yelling, and it makes me so proud. And I sent him a text and I said, I'm really proud of the hard work that you're putting in. And he's like, you made me this way. So that's, wow. that's great for, for me because it just, you know, without knowing how you're raising your children, they, they glean things from you and, and, and you forget that, you know, as a family you talk about things and and they support your 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 views and they put their views out into the world which is awesome so all these young people that are protesting have great family members who who taught them how to to say this is wrong right and that's an amazing thing to watch and with that we've grown in our followers from we were i think 2400 now we have like 3000 because people have just reached out and tagging us in black owned businesses and the support has been amazing and i really appreciate it. it's like do i wish that we didn't get the support because george floyd had to die this way no but the fact that people are reaching out and realizing you know black owned businesses are a very small percentage of businesses in st louis city and in cities all over the united states and the fact that they're reaching out to help support because if everyone succeeds, you know, then we all succeed. Absolutely. And I think that especially having you not just be an influence on your son, but also as a leader in the restaurant industry in St. Louis, I think your voice definitely carries and impacts a lot of people as well. And so I think that was really great what your son's doing, number one, and number two, for you raising him in the way to uh, stand up for the values and everything like that. So I think that's terrific. And then I guess to the people that are listening, uh, what can people do to support both you as an individual um, and as a black man, and then also in terms of turn and all the other black owned businesses? I think that um, everyone's doing a really good job of supporting all black owned businesses. And I just think that you just, you spend your, you should spend your dollars fairly, right? You should, you should support a black owned business, you should support a non-black owned business, you should support a women's business. I mean, you know, it's it's important that we spend our dollars locally to sustain our local economy. And that's the important part of it. But I think what everyone is doing right now is reaching out and and either following or recommending. Those things are amazing to my business and all of black owned businesses right now. So I think everyone should keep up the good work for sure. That's terrific. And I guess just as we're wrapping up, um, is there anything coming up in the future of TURN or any insights you have into uh, kind of what's to come? (laughs) (laughs) That is a loaded question Um, because 
I mean, we're excited that on the 29th, we can raise our capacity to 50%. That'll be awesome. 36, um, double high <laughs> yeah. or, and, um, I, you know, what I would love to do is when we get back to full capacity is invite all the people who've been supporting us and come in to have some good music, good food, and just come down to turn and have a great time. But on the horizon, we just want to maintain, maintain the level of business that we have and keep growing and, you know, and being there just to offer great food and great service. Yeah, absolutely. It'll, I'm excited for the time when we can all come together with music and food and uh, be past all of this. But it's great that you guys were able to reopen. And even though 18 is smaller than ideal and even 36, it's, I'm sure that everybody that's coming in the door is having an awesome experience and that it really means a lot to them, especially when there isn't that sense of normalcy right now still. And so being able to have something normal like eating at turn, I think definitely is bringing a lot of joy to people. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, terrific. Thank you again so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And to all the listeners out there, definitely encourage you to try out Turn if you haven't before, and I would recommend the biscuit flights. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Thank you for this. All right, that's it for us today at Food on the Table. Really grateful to David Kirkland of Turn for taking the time to sit down with us and share his story. It's always nice to hear about people lifting others up and the lives they touch along the way. Next time, we sit down for a long-form discussion with Kenneth Mao, an educator who found a passion for food and fitness and now runs a healthy pre-made meal company that donates time and resources to helping kids get and stay healthy.